0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: If you consume television news or the big urban newspapers, they're lying to you. And I can prove it a thousand different ways. And this is what's frightening about the Biden administration. There is no sense of justice. No sense of American right and wrong. There's just no sense of it at all. And they know that he doesn't really care. And that's the bottom line. The man does not care. How does this
0: compare to what you've seen in the past?
2: It's as evil and and horrible and barbaric as anything I've ever seen. They forced uh, children to watch their parents being slaughtered. They forced parents to watch their children being slaughtered, decapitated babies, they raped women, paraded them naked through the streets in Gaza, and then murdered them and dismembered them. (laughs)
3: All right,
0: well, let's kick it off with our friend Bill O'Reilly. As I said, if you're watching the first, you know Bill O'Reilly. He comes on at eight o'clock. on the warm-up act, but Bill O'Reilly spent 16 years at Fox on the O'Reilly Factor, the highest-rated show over there. Now he does the No Spin News, uh, both at BillO'Reilly.com and on the first. He is out with his 13th book in the Killing series. This is unbelievable. It's the whole series has sold over 19 million books. Whatever touches, whatever he touches, this guy, it's it's gold. Uh, but it's What I love about it is that he, uh, as I said a moment ago, brings this back to why it matters now. Um, Such a great thing. And listen, just, I'm going to have a little fun with Bill. I want to get to know him. I want you to know Bill O'Reilly a little better. We'll talk about it at the end. I mean, think about it. This guy, not only is Fox, ABC, CBS, Inside Edition. So let's do it live. All right. I'm pleased to welcome in the man himself, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. How are you, sir? You know, I'm the same, Sean, which is tragic for everybody. You know, there's no improvement. I, I wanna get to the book. First of all, congratulations. I, I, I'm in awe when I keep seeing this is the 13th in the killing series and I'm like, I don't know that I could have re- read 13 books. Uh, you've written 13 in just this series. But before I get to the book, I just gotta ask you, you've seen a lot, you've covered a lot. What do you make about how this administration is handling its response to what's going on in Israel?
1: On the surface, it's fine. They're saying the right things. Um, But I don't sense that there is a commitment to right the wrong. What does that mean? So they're not emotionally involved. But I could be wrong, but I don't think so. So Joe Biden is not a man who responds to with urgency. You see the southern border. I mean, that's been going on now for almost three years. I mean, he just doesn't do anything. Where he could, tomorrow, write an executive order, simple, saying, the United States is not going to process any more asylum claims for a year so we can get this under control. How hard is that? And then public disorder, nothing. And then Justice Department. Most Americans feel it's corrupt. Nothing from Biden on it because it protects Biden. So I don't feel that that Biden is emotionally engaged in the Hamas story. Again, I could be wrong. I could be too harsh. But he he says the things that are written for him to say. But in his heart, is he a warrior? I
0: don't think so. It's interesting. Why do you think you mentioned the southern border? Why doesn't I have my theory? I believe that this is all about future Democratic voters. I, I, I'm sorry. It's uh, Maybe that's too cynical. But I believe that if you really cared about American security and trafficking, you could stop a good chunk of this at the border. They don't want to. Why do you think? That's true. OK, so do you agree with that as the reason? Yes.
1: The progressive left wants to have a country that is not dominated by white men. So they see the United States as a corrupt nation, a patriarchy, a racist country. I just got back from England. I was over there visiting my son who's studying at Oxford. Forty percent of the London population is foreign born. When I was studying there 50 years ago at the University of London, it was an English town, a British town. No longer. Um, it, the whole culture has changed in Great Britain. That's what the Brexit thing was all about. In the United States, that's what the progressive left wants. Flood the zone with foreign nationals, and then power will shift to a more inclusive society, which means people of color running the show. That's really what this is all about. Now, Biden is the most progressive president in the history of this country by far, okay? He makes Barack Obama look like Barry Goldwater. He does 100% what the progressives want. Now, the unintended consequences of allowing 8 million people into the United States unattended is... You have an, an unbelievable drug problem, not to say that the migrants are the pr- uh, source of that, but it's much, much easier to smuggle heroin and fentanyl, methamphetamine, cocaine into the country when your border patrol is under siege every single day. Yep. And a five-year-old would know that. So you get this massive narcotics problem that's causing social disorder in the major cities. Does Biden care about that? Not at all. So, if you got a president who's disengaged from the horrors that we are seeing on this planet,
0: it, it's. It's. I think it was amazing to hear you say that. The because I've made the case for a while. Joe Biden said when he was running for president, "I want to be the most progressive president ever," and you just igno- you know said exactly that, which is he gets it. To him, he will never be able to say, "I'm the guy that had." What would normally have been an accomplishment, I lowered the deficit, I created more jobs, I kept America safe. He came into office saying, I will be the North Star of progressives forever because I appointed the first black woman of color as vice president, the first guy to run a department that was LGBTQIAC3PO, whatever it is today. I I have the first four star leading a department that is transgender. To him, the marker of success wasn't what we normally would use as the, the benchmark of success. It's now I want to appoint people and do things, allow more migrants into the country illegally to do things that the progressive left will look at me you know, it's not the Great New Deal anymore. This is about, for future generations, look to Joe Biden as the guy that was the most progressive.
1: That's true. And you then you add in climate change oh. and massive spending. Forgot about on that. On that, okay? Then you have a guy who's just basically running the country on an ideological basis. Forget about problem solving. He's not interested in that. And that's why you don't hear... The Biden administration say, you know, this Iran, they're uh, they're behind this stuff. Yeah. Don't hear it. okay? because they don't want to solve that problem. Let Netanyahu take care of that. We don't want to do that. So look, if Americans don't get it by now, and I think they do, Sean, I mean, Obama's job, Obama, Biden's job performance is in the 30s now, and it's getting lower every single week. People know he's incompetent. People know that he's not looking out for the folks, that he's an ideological prisoner to the progressive party, and they know that he doesn't really care. And that's the bottom line. The man does not care. Can I make a historical reference? Do we have time for that? Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So you know I'm a historian. Yes. And the Killing Series has sold more non-fiction books than any other history
0: series in the world. 19 million, if I'm correct.
1: Yeah, we have 19 million in print. And Killing the Witches will debut number two, be on a hate Trump book, unfortunately, on Sunday on the New York Times list. The worst president in American history was James Buchanan, the guy before Abraham Lincoln, who for four years sat on his butt and watched the South terrorize Union and northern interests, like post offices, like depots, they broke in and stole weapons. They beat up union uh, people who were working, federal workers. Buchanan did jack nothing, okay? because he didn't care. He didn't care to keep the union together. He got out of there. Lincoln came in and bang, you got the Civil War. You can drop that on Buchanan. He'll always be the worst president of all time. Biden is second because he shares that apathy with Buchanan.
0: So let me just, I, I'm sorry, we went down a rabbit hole. I got to ask you another historical question because you've been at all of these networks and you have a perspective that very few have. It was amazing to me post-Ukraine, the invasion of Russia and Ukraine. Everyone on the left posted, a Ukraine flag in their Instagram and their social media feeds. When Black Lives Matter happened, they all had a black square to to join this movement. When this invade with this terrorist attack occurred on Israel, and innocent women and children were taken hostage, killed, and beheaded, the left students at Harvard, members of Congress sided with a terrorist organization that our own government, that the Biden administration has codified and said that this is a terrorist organization. And there's no outrage. There's no concern. Those same folks in the media who talked about what whataboutism, both side ism, have been silent calling out the left. President Biden, when he addressed the country, didn't talk about Iran, didn't call out his own party, and yet he was hailed as the strongest advocate of Israel ever. Why is the media so silent on this? Not in a way that they weren't with.
1: Well, number one, I disagree with you a little bit. It's the far left, not the left. You can be a liberal person, and I know a lot of them, and be appalled at Hamas and support Israel. But the far left, the progressive movement, has always demonized Israel as a fascist state that persecutes Palestinians in an apartheid way. Always. It's in the playbook. And they're not going to get out of the playbook. And these idiots at Harvard and other universities, Columbia, Georgetown, whatever it may be, they buy into the progressive playbook. They're not going to get out of it. So they're going to blame Israel for everything. Now, Biden isn't that bad. But he's not going to go up against the George sources of the world who fund his machine so he'll stay back and not issue condemnations against Black Lives Matter, which had a horrendous uh, depiction of a hang gliding terrorist who killed and they killed hundreds of innocent concert goers. All right. Black Lives Matter put in out of Chicago, put out this rendition and said, right on. Yeah. This is good. We're with them. Oh, justifying murder. You'll never hear Biden criticize that yeah. ever in a million years. Will he do that? And this is what's frightening about the Biden administration. There is no sense of justice, no sense of American right and wrong. There's just no sense of it at all. No. And Americans got to throw these people out in November 24.
0: Yeah, I agree.
3: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking.
1: Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: I want to get to the book here, um, Killing the Witches. I got to ask two questions one, right off the bat. Number one, how do you decide who's next in the series? And then why did you choose to to go here? Because in a lot of cases, the killing series has focused on a person. Kennedy, Jesus. This was a movement, if you will, I guess, uh, the the Salem era. And and you go through history. Why did you choose this? I chose it because the witch hunt is back in
1: America. So I can write about whatever I want to write about, (laughs) all right? (laughs) I mean, I've earned that. But the Salem witch hunt and the trials led to the deaths of 20 innocent human beings, 1692. And it was just a few years after the Mayflower came over. That's where we begin. Put the reader on the Mayflower. And believe me, Sean, you and I did not want to be on that boat. That was horrendous coming over here. So they get here, and it's all theocracy. Crazy ministers telling everybody they're going to hell. The devil's whipping around. You do anything, you're in Iraq, you're getting beaten. And then it just goes out of control in Salem, and they start to hang innocent people because little girls, 9, 10, 11, and 12, are pointing to adults going, she's a witch. She did this. She did that. No due process. No chance to say, well, I didn't do it. I'm not a witch. Okay. And we have it back.
0: And you know what the witch hunt is called today, Sean? Cancel culture. Uh I'm glad you that's what I, I was gonna say. This sounds vaguely familiar. And so are there, you, there he is. But but do you make that connection in the book, or is it is it oh yeah. So it's it's saying, hey, this historical movement, and here are the examples of what happened today.
1: Oh yeah. At the the back end of the book, the back third of killing the witches, is today. And we give you case histories of regular folks and their lives destroyed. By unfounded accusations. And the reason it's happening today is because the media enables the cancel culture. I'm thinking. You're accused of anything, page one. You're exonerated. Maybe they'll mention it on 32, yeah. but your life is already ruined. It's back. I, I think immediately. So people need to know the genesis
0: of it, how horrible it is. I, I mean, immediately, I'm jumping to a case like Nick Sandman of Covington Catholic. Right? They they convict him out of the gate. He even sues and wins, but now, I mean, when you conjure up that name, it's the guy who went after the Native American. It's not what, Are you a sports fan? Yes. Well, I'm a pa- okay. I'm a New England fan. I'm ES- a Red Sox and Patriots fan.
1: ESPN. I'm sorry about the Patriots, I, by the way. ESPN. Thank you. Okay. Tennis announcer. Serena Williams. He's announcing. He says, Ms. Williams is using guerrilla tactics like guerrilla war, G-U-E, hit and run. New York Times Stringer goes on the internet and says, this ESPN guy called Serena Williams a gorilla, G-O-R-I. ESPN fires the man, fires him. He has a heart attack and almost dies. And to this day, he's unemployed. No apology. He didn't do it. The tape shows what he did. This is the Salem witch hunt. Yeah. He doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a rope around his neck. He's in intensive care with a heart attack. And we chronicle this. Every part of all of my books But Killing Witches is documented. It's not an opinion book. It's a fact-based book. Here's what happened. And Americans are repeating in 2023 what happened in 1692. So
0: it's horrifying. So where do you think? I mean, you are a champion of uh, and, and a success in the independent media space. We're on the first. You and I together. Uh, obviously, this is airing at 6 p.m. You're on at eight. Where do you think the future of media goes? Because I look at instances like that, like you're describing and have to believe that part of the reason that people are cutting the cord and not believing in, in, in corporate media anymore is because the, of examples like you just gave.
1: Look, Americans are slow to understand corruption. It's always been that way. Because most folks, don't, they don't want to think ill of people. They, they don't. But the corruption at the corporate media now is unprecedented in this country. It's never been this bad. So if you consume television news or the big urban newspapers, they're lying to you. And I can prove it a thousand different ways. And I lived it, as you mentioned. I worked for CBS News, ABC News, Fox News. I know what's happening. I see it. it. Didn't used to happen. When I first started my career, when I was at Fox News, we ran a clean show. That's why we were the most successful cable news program in history, and no one will ever top it. But now, totally different. So where's the, what's the future? You know, it's hard to say we need a strong leader in this country. We need a leader who's gonna engage at the media level, at the crime level. We need people who are gonna be in the federal and state governments, We're going to say enough. We're not going to have drug addicts running wild, looting, breaking into stores and not being punished. We're not going to have people selling poison fentanyl and they're out on bail in two hours. We're not going to have it. We're not going to have a media that distorts and lies to make money. We'll investigate those people. There are still rules, Sean. Okay. But until we get that person or people... That trend
0: is going to get worse. So what about cable news specifically? As I mentioned, we got 32% of America that has cut the cord. I mean, is left. That's it. Everyone else has cut the cord. Is there a future in cable media?
1: They'll always be there. Um, But there's no young people watching anymore. Um, Below the age of 50, forget it, young people don't watch. Are you, are you know, happy?
0: Are you you've had tremendous success in this field? I mean, you you have built a great show. It's and and you're not tethered by corporate. Are you happier that you have found this pasture? Oh yeah! I mean, look, I
1: don't have the power that I had when I was doing the Factor, but it's close. So BillO'Reilly.com, which is our nexus, where we live is the most successful independent news agency in the world right now. And the revenue that we generate is staggering. I know, I've read. And we're building every month. And our partners, like the first, they're building. So whether you like me or you don't, and I understand that a lot of people don't, I'm honest. Yeah. I'm not gonna deceive you. All right. And if you're looking for information, I got it. And I'll give it to you. Like I said, the others, boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what,
0: Awful. Well, you've been a trailblazer. Uh, like I said, the, the, this is the 13th book in the killing series. Before we go, Bill, I just I want to do a quick little lightning round. Are you ready? Sure. All right. When you travel, do you arrive early or just in time? Early. How low will you let your cell phone battery go?
1: Um, I need that phone. Uh, so I am
0: conscious of recharging it at 40. I See, this is why I love you. I, I, th- I can barely go below 50, but that's, that's ex- I'll give you the 40. Uh, how many unread emails do you currently have? I read them all, but I don't read them all.
1: Uh, I've got an assistant who does that for me. But I have a personal line and pretty much all of them I read. That's fantastic. If you had 48 hours to binge any show, what would it be? I don't watch television anymore. Uh, Blue Bloods, I guess. I think that's still very good. Do you stream anything like Netflix? Believe me. No, I don't don't have time to do that, Sean. I'm reading. That's
0: why you can write write all these killing series books.
1: Yeah, I gotta read. I've gotta be on it. Um, I'll just give you one quick example today. I know this is a lightning round. But when I, my analysis of Ukraine is not taken from any sources in the United States, it's all British intel sources that I use.
0: Well, I just I can because tell I you from, from reading your books, I, I can't imagine that you're not constantly reading and researching. So I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the level of right. detail that you get into doesn't allow one. Yeah, to I know.
1: Have... I know I'm missing a lot on The Bachelor, but this is the way it goes. You know, I
0: just can't. <laughs> no, can't do you're it. not missing
1: anything. Uh, how clean do you keep your house? Uh, spotless. I have my housekeeper for 25 years, so it's spotless. All right. Least favorite chore. Chore? Uh, I don't really do any chores. <laughs> oh God. I have a I have an army of people who are here. I don't even know who they are. Oh God. And they're doing stuff. But I would say, when I was coming up, cleaning the bathroom would be the oh, least. Oh, okay. Favorite. I'll give you that. Who's the coolest
0: celebrity you've ever met? Yo, I met them all. Oh, okay. Who's the coolest? Um, Clint Eastwood. Oh, I love that. I, I'll share that. I got
1: that one with you as well. Uh, if Jack you, Nicholson is a close second. Who? and Sean Connery
0: is a close third. They're what? the top three. Oh, Eastwood, though, I have my own. I'll, I'll give. I had a, an opportunity to spend forty-eight hours with that guy, and it, I will never guy. ever forget it. Um, if right. you could have a drink with someone that you've never met before, who would it be?
1: I don't drink, but you I do would, drink. Uh, you just so, don't drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. I'd have a Dr. Pepper with the Pope. Oh, good call. Uh, Biggest pet peeve? You know, I don't like people who are late because that shows a disrespect. Um, I want you to be on time. And if you can't be, just give me a, a, you know, a a shout or an email or a text or whatever. But people who are late, that kind of bothers me. Okay. What's something you won't go cheap on? Um, Clothing. My clothing is top of the line,
0: lasts forever, so I don't I don't buy cheap stuff. Doesn't surprise you. All right, this one's the last one, but it's it might be a challenge here. I did a reality TV stint on Dance with the Stars. If you were forced to go on a reality television show, of your choosing, what would it be? I
1: go on the Survivor thing, but what I
0: do is I would
1: just go to the island at their expense and then split. And now I just do
0: my own thing. Oh. Hey, is anybody looking for me? That's it. I made it. I'm reading a book. Anyway, Bill O'Reilly, thanks right. for your time. Uh, congratulations. The name of the book is Killing the Witches, the 13th. And what was ridiculously robbed is the number one slot uh, on the bestseller list. But we will help you get there next week.
1: Thank you, Sean. God bless Appreciate you. Appreciate it very much. You bet. Bye.
3: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. All right.
0: Well, I hope you like the end of that. We get to know a little bit more about Bill O'Reilly and what makes him tick, who he is. Uh, But let's turn to a little bit more of a serious subject, uh, what's going on in Israel. Uh, I want to introduce you, if you don't know already, to the ambassador to Israel under the Trump administration, David Friedman. Um, He is in Israel, in Jerusalem right now, and he is going to give us a perspective of what's really happening on the ground. And more importantly, what's being done to solve this conflict, and whether or not the Biden administration is doing its job. So, I'm pleased to welcome in Ambassador David Friedman. Ambassador Friedman, thanks for joining us. Uh, First of all, are you? Tell me about the situation. You're in Jerusalem. Are you okay? Is your family okay? Are your friends and neighbors okay?
2: I think we're okay physically. Um, We've had, you know, we were in and out of shelters for uh, for a few days from air raid sirens my uh, grandchildren were visiting with my kids. And so, you know, it's, I've done this many times before, but the idea of, you know, bringing in a 12 year old girl to a shelter with sirens and trying to explain to them that there are still people in the world that randomly, that want to randomly kill Jewish people that they don't know have never met, is a hard message to tell a, you know, a young impressionable kid. My daughter, who's who used to go to school here, she uh, she had some friends missing. Unfortunately, they just found the body of one of her 21 year old friends. So. You know we're fine. You know uh, physically we're not fine. We're not fine uh, emotionally.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, give us me some perspective. As you said, you you've heard these sirens before. You've been in shelters. How does this compare to what you've seen in the past?
2: It's nothing like it. It's absolutely nothing like before. the The rockets, you know, from Gaza are are primitive. You know, they they shoot them up in the air and they land wherever they land, and uh, which tells you about you know the willingness of Hamas to to kill anything and everything that moves. But you know, it's kind of like getting hit by lightning. It's not a likelihood and you know, you get used to it and you go into a shelter and 99% of the time, um, the which is, not, which is not a high enough percentage unfortunately, because some people still get hit. But most of the time the odds are with you between Iron Dome and the primitive nature of the rockets that you'll be okay. Uh, the ground invasion is unprecedented. Um, over a thousand terrorists uh, breached a fence that hadn't been breached in 50 years. Uh, they walked through twenty two different towns. they you know they 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 killed they they killed families. they burnt they burnt houses down where they couldn't penetrate the uh, you know the rooms. they they forced uh, children to watch their parents being slaughtered. they forced parents to watch their children being slaughtered. They decapitated babies, they raped women, paraded them naked through the streets in Gaza and then murdered them and dismembered them all the time of all the people in Gaza are handing out sweets and 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 shouting cheers. This is um this this may be worse. I mean, you know, uh not worse in scope, but in terms of the 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 um the the vileness of the actions, this is as bad as it gets. This is, I think, worse than ISIS. Uh maybe, you know, maybe worse than the Nazis. I mean, it's as evil and and horrible and barbaric as anything I've ever seen. And the people of Israel for a couple of days were really in shock. I'm happy to say they're not in shock anymore. Now they're angry. And now they're going to get, now they're going to, you know, they're going to respond. The entire country is completely united. Um, left, right, center, you know the country, as you know, as well as I do. The country had been divided politically, not anymore. Every uh-huh. Israeli is uh, is there and ready to go.
0: You used the word barbaric, and I think that's the appropriate one. I just cannot imagine hurting a baby and beheading it. And mutil- the way that that's, I, I've, I, at least, and again, I, I, I haven't, I can't even fathom the kind of person that could possibly do that. I mean, how sick and depraved, and to your word, barbaric you have to be to treat any child, any human that way, but especially
2: a baby. But let's let's understand that they're, they're, they're not human, but people are cheering for them. By the way, people are cheering for them in America. But that, yeah. what is
0: that? I I don't get. How does what does that make you? I mean, as a human being, as a as 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 a Jew, I, how do you get over the fact that there are people that are cheering on college campuses? There are members of Congress that are saying it's not that bad or Hamas. I, I don't. To me, this is. I, I just have never physically witnessed something that w- is so depraved, and I don't know how you can sit there. Honestly, like I just don't know how I could possibly do it, and 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 not be outraged uh, well, that, that there are people like this.
2: We are in our country,
0: but, in the United States, that are are saying that this isn't that bad.
2: Sean, you know, um, when a, when a woman is uh, is is raped, when she's paraded naked through the streets, murdered, and then dismembered, there's only one reaction. There's only one reaction: utter and complete condemnation. No, no, no. By the way, no. On the other side, no. On the other hand, no. I mean, not. And 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 I, you know, one of the things that I've been saying to people is, you know, these people are are going to be in the job market very soon. You know, these people from Harvard and NYU and Columbia, and all in all across these elite schools across the country, they're going to be in the job market. And all of us who I used to be in that world, I'm not anymore. If you're in a law firm, if you're in an accounting firm, an investment bank, make sure you don't hire these people. Find yeah. out. Find out what they rea- what their reaction was to uh, to, to, to October seventh, two thousand twenty three, and if it's and if it's the kind of reaction that we're talking about, keep them out, keep them out of uh, the job market. They, these people these people can't pivot because they're going to you know they're going to get out of school and then they're going to want to make a living and they're going to apply to uh, consulting firms and accounting firms and law firms. We got We got a. They have to. They have to pay for it. They have to be made to pay for this extraordinary contribution. And complicity in this in this uh, extraordinarily barbaric behavior.
0: Yeah, I'm glad to see at least a few of the law firms. Uh, publicly have withdrawn their offers. You see some folks driving around Harvard naming names, and these yeah. folks are now, oh, I didn't know my name was part of this, and this group <laughs> said that. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. um, I, I want to call attention to a tweet that you put out, um, and you said, while I have been and remain deeply critical of the Biden administration, the moral, tactical, diplomatic, and military support that is provided Israel over the last few days has been exceptional as one living in Jerusalem with children who are all Israeli citizens I am deeply grateful I pray that American support continues in these difficult days so have you what have you thought of the biden administration's response not just in words because I think there's a lot of people who are saying the president struck the right tone and I get that but that's a speech those are those are words have his actions matched it
2: well, look, let, let, me, let me start by saying, you know, I think a lot of their policies got us into this place. I mean, this is not an endorsement of the Biden administration. Um, what it is, is a recognition that we are we are we're in a war. And by the way, I think America is very much at war as well. Let's be clear. It's a war against American values. Um, these terrorists, unfortunately, have probably crossed our border as well through the open border um these are there are 22 americans dead and 17 being held hostage right that's about the same number as um as the iranian hostage crisis in the 1970s um my view is that look we're at war okay this is this is not the time to be looking backwards we got to look forwards what has biden done right okay first of all um his words i mean he's he's improved the morale of the people of israel uh that does matter number two he's moved the gerald ford the largest aircraft carrier in the world, off you know, to the Eastern Mediterranean. And he's offering to uh, put a second carrier there. Why is that important? Because he's sending a message to Iran and to Hezbollah, stay out of the fight. And he's and he's threatening them. He's saying, stay out of the fight. He's backing it up with significant military assets. Um, and he's working with the Israelis in ways that, you know, um, I don't know fully, but I even the parts that I know, they've asked me not to talk about. But look, you know, Israel got surprised here, you know, and they're calling up, 300,000 reserves, and they're going to call up more. Um, they weren't ready for this. And, and it's a huge uh, it's a huge lift to call up that many reserves. They need a lot of stuff. You know, they need ammo. They need more. They need to replenish Iron Dome. They need other assets. They need uh, help with their missile defense should Hezbollah open up a front. Right now, Israel and America are, are, are joined in this battle. Um, now, look, um, a week from now, two weeks from now, you know, Israel— Israel needs to be unhandcuffed to finish this war. If the Biden administration tries to impose handcuffs on Israel, I'm going to my my view is going to change. But but I, I do want to you know give credit where credit is due because right. I can tell you the Israelis deeply appreciate the help right now, and and they need it. So look, we're, we're in war. It's I I got to put politics aside when we're. In I get war. it. No, no,
0: I I get it. I, yeah. I listen when you're when you're in a crisis. You know sometimes it I. It's like when when we were dealing with the initial stages of COVID, there were Democrats that praised President Trump. This is not a time, yeah. uh, so I get it. I just wanted. I think people are hearing in the United States that a lot of great words are being said, but do the actions match it? And I think you being on the ground there and with mm-hmm. your background experience is important to understand. But but you did touch on this fact. How did this get missed?
2: You know, look, there's no time right now to do the uh, commission of inquiry that will undoubtedly take place it's it's colossal it's a colossal miss on the intel now look you know um we're not we're not without fault either you know we have 17 intelligence agencies and a huge intelligence presence here as well as well as in places like egypt and jordan and lebanon i mean we we also are, are supposed to be watching this area we all missed it um uh it's it's look it's it's inexcusable i don't know i'm sure there'll be an explanation for it but um it, it, it I, I don't think there's any uh, explanation that will satisfy the Israeli people. Um, but but again, to their credit, the people of Israel are looking forward, uh, not backward, and they want to win this war.
0: So the Biden administration at least is back channeling that this six billion dollars that they were unlocking, uh, that they've communicated to Qatar, who was sort of the interlocutor, is is going to be frozen i assume that explain why that's important is probably the the only way i can put that
2: look um to be clear with or without the six billion uh under the last three years under the biden administration iran became a much wealthier country uh in 2022 they sold about eight times the amount of oil as they sold in 2020 all on all under the biden administration lifting sanctions so whether the $6 billion people were debating whether or not that money was used or not used or earmarked or whatever for this, it doesn't matter. Uh, we helped Iran get a lot richer. And uh, but but the $6 billion is just a massive insult to the United States because the United States uh, unfroze that $6 billion, if you can believe this, as a token of its good faith to Iran. Why the United States needs to show its good faith to Iran, I have no idea. But in any event, they, this, this was why they did it. And it turns out we've been duped because at the same time, that the united states is negotiating this prisoner swap with the six billion dollars iran is negotiating with hamas to uh to, to effectuate the largest slaughter of the jewish people since the holocaust so you know just 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 to re- preserve whatever dignity america has left as a country right it's good to say give us give us this money back you, you cheated us and 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 i hope that the qataris hold it and i hope that iran never gets their hands on it but that's not going to make a difference in this battle or this war or in the power of the Iranian uh, Islamic regime because they've already accumulated quite a lot of money and quite a lot of weaponry.
0: So this may sound like a silly question, but when you're fighting something, a force like Hamas, that's rather amorphous um, in the sense that it's not a country. You have to be a little bit more, uh, and, and this is what I think Secretary of State Blinken was talking about in his comments at Israel yesterday where he said that he wants... Israel to be a little bit more, uh, I forgot the exact words that he used, but he wants them to be a little bit more surgical with their strikes so that we're not killing civilians. How difficult is that going to be? And how does this resolve itself when you're not necessarily fighting, like the Palestinians, you're fighting Hamas?
2: Look, I mean, here's an example of where I'm not happy with the Biden administration. Um, you know, they've been urging Israel to adopt the the laws of war, right? Well, you know, I'm not sure what they know about the laws of war. I actually studied it. I mean, when, when, when civilians, if you can even call them that, if civilians, I mean, these are people who elected Hamas in Sheer every time a Jew gets murdered. So I'm not sure you want to call them real civilians. But if they are civilians, if they embed with Hamas, if they give aid and comfort to Hamas, if they provide them with safe passage, they provide them with a place to hide, even if it's in a school or it's in a hospital, hey, they're fair game under the laws of war. But but, let's just be clear Israel's going to do everything they can because it's in their interest to do so to minimize civilian casualties. But there will be civilian casualties. I mean, they will, no matter how hard they try, there will be civilian casualties as there are in any war. And in the 24 7 news cycle, in the internet world, in a world where anti Semitism is rampant, there'll be pressure put on Israel to to hold back. Um, I'm hoping that when that happens, the Biden administration will recognize, you know, what Israel's up against, what they're fighting against. And they're fighting a fight for the whole world, because if Hamas wins, we're all in trouble. And um, and I hope that they don't try to handcuff Israel. And if they do, you know, my next tweet about the Biden administration will have a very different tone.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this, just to put your old hat on. If you were still ambassador, then is there anything that you would tell them to be doing differently than they're doing now?
2: Look, one of the things we did when I was ambassador is we did a lot of messaging to Israel's enemies. And the messaging was very clear. Don't mess with Israel. Um, we have their back. And, um, and more so, if you, uh, uh, if you uh, dare to harm uh, Israeli civilians, we assure you that we will impose no limitations at all on Israel's ability to fight back. Okay? You know, we're with them. We're not with you. And now Biden said a little bit of that, but the, the, the kind of you know, uh, unqualified statement we're with Israel no matter, and we will, we will respect how they decide to fight back. We're not, gonna, we're not gonna micromanage this war for them. They're gonna fight the war and they're gonna uh, defeat their enemy and we're all gonna benefit from it. And, and we trust them to do whatever they can to minimize the loss of, of human life. But, but we're not gonna be influenced by the efforts on social media and on the left to vilify Israel because there's a couple of uncomfortable pictures that happen to get out.
0: Yeah, Ambassador David Friedman, thank you for being with us. Continue to stay safe, you and your family and everyone there in Israel. God bless you for being over there and uh, and, and filling us in. And I'm so sorry uh, that you and your family and all the people of Israel are are having to deal with this barbaric
2: behavior. Yeah, I know. I know know you feel that way and I appreciate it, Sean. Thanks very much. All right. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks for spending your Friday with us. Or if you're listening later in the weekend, part of your weekend with us, um, I enjoyed both of those conversations. Uh, Very different, obviously, but um, it's always great talking to Bill O'Reilly, getting his perspective. And then obviously David Friedman, what a firsthand account of what's happening and the tragedy and the barbaric nature of what's happening on the ground in Israel and why this matters to us. Please continue to subscribe, share this, uh, help us grow. Thank you for all your support. As I've said before, if you want to text me, go to 571-441-4991. You can obviously join the VIP community, seanspicershow.com slash VIP, and uh, continue to communicate ideas, guests, thoughts. Uh, We always welcome that. I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for spending some time with us. And we'll see you next Monday back here on The Sean Spicer Show.